Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Gina Nelson has been an administrator in education in the United Arab Emirates for the past eight years. And now she's stepping out on faith in launching a company in Abu Dhabi with the initiative to empower women globally. Gina shares with us the steps required for her to launch her business in the UAE and encourages women of color looking to start a business to consider doing the same. Let's get to it. I am not where you want to be Trying to navigate life but it's hard to see yeah. I am struggling to make a change But coming to me now is the perfect chance With flipping the script so you'll find your way To help you embrace any trials you face With flipping the script conquer every Gina Nelson is the founder and chief creative director of Bella and Bella Productions. As an artist, writer, and educator, her perspective on the female experience has been distinctly molded by her upbringing. As one of 10 children and one of two girls born to Guyanese South American parents, Gina understands the importance of building and nurturing a strong community of women. She is a champion of female empowerment and ultimately hopes that the Bella and Bella platform serves as the space where meaningful dialogue is exchanged, team collaboration is fostered, risk-taking is encouraged, and dreams are nurtured. Gina holds a bachelor's degree in English from Wesleyan University and a master's degree in education from New York University. Her educational background spans the field of grant writing, curriculum and assessment development, leadership capacity building, and school improvement planning. An accomplished writer and artist, her artwork has been featured in both group and solo shows in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and her personal narrative writings were recently published in a women's anthology titled Our Voices, Our Stories, Advancing, Celebrating, Embracing, and Empowering Girls and Women of Color. An avid traveler and purveyor of other cultures who has sojourned to 54 countries across five continents, Gina believes in the generative power of storytelling to connect people with each other and the world. Gina currently resides in the United Arab Emirates, where she founded the Diving for Pearls podcast a podcast about female thought leaders, innovators, and visionaries making transformative inroads in the region. Additionally, she serves as the academic council manager for approximately 100 public schools in the Abu Dhabi region. Gina, welcome to Flipping the Script. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so honored to be here and to be amongst one of your prestigious guests on the Flipping the Script podcast. So thank you again. Thank you. And if I sound a little bit low energy, (laughs) it's because I completed a 10K this morning. I didn't train at all for it. I found out about the 10K 
on Sunday and it was today, just, you know, less than a week later. And so um, normally, so this was the first official marathon, international marathon in Riyadh or in Saudi Arabia in general. So it was really exciting, but I'm worn out. (laughs) And I say this because- Gina is an, an athlete. She is an, I think how many, you do races all the time, don't you? Yes, I actually am a sprinter by, I would say, traded and training. So 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, both relays, four by one, four, four by 400. I ran that all throughout high school and college. And I only recently in the last maybe four years started pushing myself towards doing the 5k so I've been doing the 5k but unfortunately I have an injury right now on my right knee so I'm not running but I'm hoping in the next uh, three months to get back out there so I will be joining you Michelle I don't know if you'll be joining me (laughs) actually you know what I I did enjoy myself today (laughs) and I have I've done some half marathons before but it's probably been about 10 years and so, but being out there and in that environment today made me want to, you know, do it again. That's um, awesome. That's amazing. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Gina, you are from the East Coast. Yes. And Hartford, you, Hartford <laughs> yes, Connecticut. And you started um, your career teaching. What made you go into teaching? Interesting enough, my father who has passed away since 2001 he um, is of Guyanese descent so he was born actually in Buxton Georgetown Guyana and he actually although he started his career in engineering when I went back to Guyana in 2006 unfortunately that's the last time I've been back all the stories from my family on his side of the family always told me, you know, he always wanted to be an educator. He always wanted to teach. He was always with a book. And so that spurred my interest. He became an educator later in his life. It was his second career. But he actually kind of planted the seeds in terms of me looking at education as a viable option and career pathway. What led that career path then to Abu Dhabi? Oh, interesting. So I started out working at a nonprofit right after undergrad. And it was a nonprofit educational institution that's still around. It's called Prep for Prep. And this is an organization that helps students of color matriculate into private schools, some of the most prestigious private schools all the way through, primarily on the East Coast, but all throughout the U.S., And from that work, that kind of spurred my interest into working with students of color, working in environments where the students are disadvantaged, the vulnerable communities. And that's how I started looking at doing a master's program. So I looked at the master's in education at NYU, and that's where I graduated from. And from there, I taught three years in Harlem. So my goal was always to give back to the community, always to go back to where, again, you have communities that are most vulnerable. So I worked on the west side of Harlem for three years at the Wadley Secondary School, which still exists. It's on 116th Street off of Manhattan Avenue. 
I had an amazing time teaching there, just trying to upskill young boys and girls of color and helping them like become, you know, just vibrant and um, in terms of fulfilling their pathway in life, just helping them maximize their potential in life. So it was been an amazing experience and I've always been an advocate of giving back to the community, hence my pathway into teaching. Okay, so then to Abu Dhabi, then you just decided that you wanted to take these skills then globally, I suppose. Yes, I started off in, like I said, teaching Harlem. I actually took a stint away in several stints actually away from education and worked in different sectors. I was actually working for an insurance company called Health First right on Broadway, 25 Broadway. And I did that for a couple of years. And from there, I didn't feel necessarily fulfilled. It was a sales job, you know, selling health and life insurance. So I actually contacted my former boss. And at the time she was like, oh, there's a need for a director of literacy at the, we would call it a district level. So district 85 in Harlem. So I actually applied for the job, got the job and then went into administration from there. And then having worked in administration, that just opened so many different pathways. And when I was looking at coming to Abu Dhabi, I hadn't thought about coming to the UAE at all, but I was doing several researches online, research online. And that's how I stumbled across this opportunity to actually work in Abu Dhabi. So I said, why not? So what was your role when you first started there then in Abu Dhabi? So my title actually, I I wanna share that my title started as education advisor, but the role and the responsibilities really haven't changed per se. However, my remit has gotten larger. So I started with managing 26 schools in the Western region of Abu Dhabi, and now to 102 schools in Abu Dhabi and across, I would say across the Abu Dhabi region. So that includes Abu Dhabi and the Western region as well, which is known as Beda Zayed which are some of the areas where our first founding fathers in the UAE came from. Okay. And that's why I ask that, because I know that your career has progressed since you've been in Abu Dhabi. What year did you get to Abu Dhabi? So 2014, January 19th, I believe, if I'm naming it correctly. So around January 19th, 20th, I landed in Abu Dhabi. And I have to share this with our listeners. And I've shared this with one of my nephews who actually spent a year abroad in Portugal um, playing tennis. And I arrived and I remember thinking, like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, you take that leap of faith and sometimes you do question yourself. And I literally remember getting to my airport I mean, sorry, getting to my hotel that day and having dinner and I felt so lonely and I cried that night. I literally cried. And I was like, Gina, what are you doing? And of course, after that day, I was okay, for sure, 100% sure. But just sometimes just taking that leap of faith can, you know, make you afraid, make you um, be hesitant to actually explore opportunities. But it's been a wonderful journey since then. Good. And I'm glad that you share that because, you know, that is the purpose of this podcast is to encourage women to go outside of their comfort zone, flip the script, you know, experience something new. And we realize and do accept the fact that it is scary and it's okay to have that downtime when you're 
unsure of your decision. But the thing is, you made that decision and you continue to move forward. And then, you know, you're the better off for it now. Yes, yes, yes. It was definitely because I didn't know anyone here. So I could definitely say that I questioned what I was doing. I was questioning my career pathway just a lot. And as I mentioned to you previously, my brother who I'm closest to, one of my brothers who I'm closest to, because I have seven and who are now living, uh, eight originally, but he always used to say, Tina, what are you doing in the middle of the world? <laughs> no, one's, no one lives there that you know. What are you doing in the middle of the world? He's like, what are you looking for? He always questions me on that. But they see you thriving. So I'm sure that they feel proud about that. So now, because you are talking about the adjustment, the change that you made then when you moved in 2014 from the U.S. to Abu Dhabi. So now fast forward, what, seven years later, you are about to do another change. Yes. Yes, so this is a bigger this. change. Okay. Yes, no, this is a bigger change. And I am actually leaving my job. As I mentioned to you, Michelle, this is the longest time I've stayed in one job. And that just tells me that I've gotten too comfortable, honestly, because I always love to push myself, like going outside my comfort zone. And I've been here eight years, eight years in one job. Although, like I said, the title has changed. The form and function really hasn't. So I know I just need to question, okay, Gina, what it is you really want to do? So I have resigned officially from my job. And I will be starting as an entrepreneur, which is very new for me. Of course, I wake up some days questioning whether I'm making the right decision. But ultimately, I know this will actually propel me into, you know, like I said, going outside my comfort zone, really exploring some opportunities I never thought of doing prior to this, and really hope, hopefully helping me become a better person and making a bigger impact beyond education and beyond what I was doing. So the platform that we're launching, it will launch on March 21st. It's called Bella and Bella. And it, I, I actually want to share a little bit about the name. So one of my yes, closest please. friends um, who I forged, thank you, Michelle, who I forged a close relationship with, she was a former colleague and she was working right alongside me on many different projects. She is from Spain originally, and she always used to call me Bella. And I was like, there's no reason why I can't call her Bella. So she calls me Bella, I call her Bella. And it's the whole idea that we each reflect the other person in us. You know, we see a little bit of ourselves and other people. So we all always would refer to each other as Bella. And the whole idea is that we reflect each other, we support each other, and through that, we can thrive together. So that's the name of the company, Bella and Bella. And it's really a platform about supporting women and really growing the strong community of women. So we're launching on March 21st. I'm super excited. And I have a strong team behind me. And we are actually, although we are catering to women, we are not inclusive in terms of we're gonna reach out to men. We're gonna actually have men employees on the team. So we are not, um, you know, being particular in the sense that we are excluding men from being part of this movement. Okay. So what made you decide to start the business in the UAE? I just decided, this is actually an easy place. 
um, to actually start a business. If you have a great idea, there's a free zone that's in Dubai and there's actually now one in Abu Dhabi. And we're just looking at the licensing in terms of what we need in terms of local partnership to deal with all of the logistics in terms of legal affairs, et cetera. But it is quite easy to get a license here. Um, you just have to have some money and it's not substantial in terms of the requirements. And then local backing is also important because that's gonna help you in the long run. So we just figured this would be an easy place to actually start the business. Not a lot of parameters in terms of the legalities that you need to start a business that if I was doing it in the US that you would need. So we just thought it would be easy to start, launch it in Abu Dhabi, and then also have a branch in New York. We're planning on going global for sure, 100%. Definitely Africa and the Caribbean where my parents are from. Guyana, although it doesn't sit physically in the Caribbean, is considered part of the Caribbean. So yes, we are excited about launching in the UAE. Okay, huge expansion plans as well. So then more about the logistics then of setting up your business then in the UAE. Because one of the things, I know you're coming from being employed as an employee then uh, to an entrepreneur. So what steps do you need to take to make that transition? It's not actually quite difficult. We have actually had a couple meetings with actually some lawyers here. And it's really about what type of licensing we want, um, what percentage in terms of uh, local we want in terms of investment. So it's not extremely challenging, I would say, to set up the business, but you have to be careful and read a lot of things that are on the contract because you need to figure out like what the percentage of the individual who's investing in your property and in your company, um, what is that percentage you want to give them, um, what percentage you want to give them in terms of managing your, your business per se, but it's not extremely difficult. It's really about um, paying some fees. Um, if you show value, show that your mission and vision aligns with where the UAE is going in terms of their 2030 goals, it's fairly simple. It's really about paying some money, shelving out some money. And the fee, I think, is nominal. I don't know what it is in Saudi Arabia, but it's approximately 5000 to start your license. And then you could find some licenses that are actually even more cheaper than that. So it's not extremely challenging. 5,000 uh, dirhams? US dollars, oh, okay. yeah, US okay. dollars. In the UAE, is it required that you partner with someone? I know that strategically it might make sense for you to do that, but is there a legal requirement for you to partner with an Emirati? Yes, if you do it in the free zone, no. However, because we wanna do business in Abu Dhabi proper in the city, yes, it is required that you have local representation. So that's what we found out in January. So we will have a local partner. We're actually looking at some individuals in order to partner with us. So, but yeah, only when you're looking to do business in the city, yes, you do need a local partner. And I would say it's advantageous because they could help you with the logistics. If someone's trying to sue you, et cetera, if there's a dispute, they really know the laws here. So I would say it's definitely advantageous to have a local partner. Mm -hmm. Do they have to have majority share? of ownership? 
No, not necessarily. And in fact, it's interesting that you said that because my hairdresser, and I have to give them a shout out because they do my braids. That's all I've been doing since I've been here because I have zero time. At the Violet Rose Salon, which is in Abu Dhabi, the owner, Sana, she actually is Ethiopian from Addis Ababa. And she has a partner. However, the partner doesn't take any percentage. So it just depends on what you negotiate with that local person. I know sometimes the percentage could go as high as 40%, but it just depends on who you're working with and the industry. Okay. That's good to know because it's been my understanding from living in Qatar and then now in Saudi that the local <laughs> local citizen then had to have the majority of the percentage of ownership. However, I do know that both of those countries now have these free zones as well, where it's not required then to even have exactly. a, a local partner as well. But that's good because outside of that free zone though, then I don't know if, if that's, if the 51%, you know, requirement is still here. So that's why I was kind of diving into that and trying to get some more uh, knowledge about that. Cause it's very interesting. So then your visa as a business owner, like yes, well, when I leave, yeah, no, that's a great question because when I leave this job, so April 10th is my last day, my visa will expire with Emirates school establishment. And then through the licensing that I buy, I purchase, we're actually able to sponsor, it will sponsor my visa under that 25,000 with equivalent to about 5,000 us. It'll sponsor my visa plus two more. So it's actually a quite a great deal. And it will sponsor them, the two individuals that may work for us as a team. Uh, it will sponsor them for the year. So it's quite a great deal. Okay. So per year then? Yes, per year. And I think there may be some contracts per every two years, but I know for ours, it's going to be per year. Okay. Very good to know. And then for listeners then that are looking to start a business, you know, if you're finding a lot of hurdles and things in the United States, then it could be that you should be looking to branch into launching your business in another country. Uh, because Definitely. Gina's indicating that, you know, it's a more, there's more ease in being able to establish the business. You'll be able to still own it 100%. And there could be some tax advantages. We haven't even talked about that of doing this as well outside of the United States. I'm not giving tax advice. I am not an expert. I am not I'm just saying potentially. <laughs> Let me back that up a little bit. <laughs> Good. Thank you for sharing that with us, Gina. So tell You're us about welcome. your podcast then, and then how does that fit then within your, your goals? Yeah. So the podcast is just one part of Bella and Bella Productions. And that I started 2020. So just at the tail end of COVID. Initially, it was being recorded at a television station as a show. So at RBC station, uh, it's a satellite television station in Dubai. And because they had so many issues with infrastructure after COVID and that stalled a lot of things in terms of funding at the station, I decided to take it into my own hands and start it as a podcast. So the podcast is just one part of Bella and Bella Productions, where we're looking to spotlight women here who are living in the UAE, who are maybe, I would say, innovators, who may be visionaries. Regardless of the industry, we're trying to spotlight them here. 
And as I mentioned, it's just one section and one thing that we're trying to do within the Bella and Bella production in terms of inspiring and empowering young girls and women. Very good. And Gina is one of the contributors to my upcoming book, Flipping the Script, The Career Women's Guide to Living and Loving Life Abroad. So you will be able to get some more knowledge and information from Gina from the book as well. And I want to thank you for participating in that, Gina. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited about this. And I actually want to give you a huge thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey here and the Middle East region, because it's so important to me. And I love what you're doing around supporting other women. Thank you so much. So now how can our audience contact you? Okay, hopefully I remember all my handles. I'm not on TikTok yet, but I will get on there soon. Don't worry. I'm not either. <laughs> so I... And I'm not promising that I will. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So Instagram, it's Miss Gina P. Nelson. And on Facebook, it's just Gina Nelson. And you may have to put Abu Dhabi at the end, just because there's several Gina Nelsons. I will LinkedIn Gina Nelson as well. And hopefully by the time this launches, I'll have a Twitter account that I can refer you to. I also have one Instagram account that's related to my fitness that's called Gina Rocks The Spot. And, and I will have all of this information available for our listeners as well. But also, you're launching your Bella and Bella website soon as well, yes? Yes. So March 21st, we were shooting for March 8th, which is International Women's Day. However, we have a couple delays there. But so March 21st, we will be launching Bella and Bella Productions. Um, it's up currently, but um, all the content isn't there yet. And again, as we mentioned, this is really going to be a community platform, women supporting women. So please reach out to us if you need support in any industry that you're working in. And that website would be? BellaAndBellaProduction.com. Perfect. Okay. So last thing, Gina, any advice then that you would like to give women considering moving abroad? Definitely do your research before you move anywhere, before you come anywhere. And I would say look for opportunities, unless you're entrepreneurial by spirit, look for opportunities whatever, within whatever industry you're currently working in to actually come abroad. So if you're an educator, if you're in oil and gas, if you're an engineer, that's one of the easiest ways to facilitate your move here. And if not, I would say then look for the entrepreneurial opportunities. So there's a lot of opportunities, especially in Abu Dhabi and Dubai to launch just about any business. So I would say, go for it. A hundred percent, go for it. Do not stay in the United States. This will <laughs> definitely push you and move you. I'm not to say that I'm not, I love the United, US because <laughs> my family's there, but I would say definitely spend some time abroad in your adult lifetime. Do not let that time pass away without doing it. And I fully agree. I co-signed that as well. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Gina, for sharing your new adventures with us. And I am thank absolutely you. cheering you on and looking forward to seeing what's coming next. Thank you, Michelle. I so appreciate being on the podcast tonight and looking forward to see what's on the next journey for you as well. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Thank, Thank you. you. Stay tuned. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. 
If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flipping the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. With flipping the script, so you'll find your way to help you embrace it.